One dot. Nine bam. Call. Six bam. This is not what the game of mahjong usually sounds like. It's a robotic approximation. An online version of the game played on a site called realmahjong.com. But it's not real mahjong. Real mahjong is a social game. It's a game that involves proximity, physical closeness, four chairs around a table in a friend's living room. And I will just tell you, it is pronounced ma zhong, like like ma, like M A, like you know what I mean, okay. ma zhong. I'm just saying. Yes, that's you. So, so ma zhong. I didn't know a thing about ma zhong before the pandemic came. I've never played it in real life. For the past six months, most Mahjong pros haven't either, but they told me what it's supposed to sound like. The mixing of the tiles, laughing, um, chattering, just throwing the tile on the table, you know, nine cracks, seven bam, three dot, flower, uh, call. And, of course, when someone does get Mahjong, there's a big hoopla, you know. Mahjong, no, no way, I'm on call, you know, I'm... I'm uh, I'm so close, you know, you had my three dots, I needed those, that kind of a thing. One thing that I've heard from people, and because I've been playing online, I can't get this, but the sound of the tiles. Um, yes. Can you, like, mix them around and see if I can hear it through the phone? Oh, yes, 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 so exciting. Hold on. Like when the ladies are due to come... Um, on Tuesdays, we, we take turns who, to, who's the hostess, and you have your table all set up, uh, you have your house all clean, your bathroom particularly shiny, your refreshments out on the counter, and you have your game all set, and you take them, and you toss them out on the table. Did you hear that? I'm Jeanette Hinkle, and this is The Daily News, an occasional podcast where we take a look at stories we're working on in the newsroom. Today's story is about the game of Mahjong, and like most stories these days, it's about the coronavirus. I first became interested in Mahjong a few months ago. I kept hearing about it in interviews, a couple with people who had lost loved ones to the virus, one with a woman who spent months inside her apartment at a senior living community. Mahjong kept coming up as sort of this defining pastime. These women played Mahjong every week. Their lives were almost structured around the games. I'm a big fan of board games myself, so my interest was piqued. I posted on Facebook in a couple of Metro West neighborhood groups. I basically asked, what's the deal with Mahjong? I was flooded with excited responses. It all began in China, Shanghai. That's Phyllis Diner. I'm retired. I'm 74 years old. I can't believe it. I have four grandchildren, four granddaughters, and three sons. Grew up in Lind. I was a special educator in the Framingham schools for 24 years at the Barberi School. Phyllis is right. The game did start in China, all the way back in the 1300s. Its history in the U.S. began in the early 20th century. A standard oil guy named Joseph P. Babcock started exporting modified versions of Mahjong sets to the States in the 1920s. He bet that Americans, fascinated with tales of the exoticized East, would love it. He was right. The game took off. Mahjong sets were the sixth biggest Chinese export during that decade. But it was a different kind of game. It was really revised. Um, It evolved 
in the States. It evolved a little too much. A bunch of different sellers popped up. Each offered their own rules. Eventually, people got tired of arguing about how to play. But in 1937, an important thing happened. Five Jewish women formed the National Mahjong League. That league began printing these cards, listing winning combinations of suits, and a standard set of rules. Each year, the National Mahjong League would print a new card with new winning combinations. The yearly refresh meant that just as people got tired of the previous year's combinations, they were given new ones to learn. The updated cards kept the game exciting, while also squashing the exhausting arguments about rules. And if arguments do arise, players can still call the National Mahjong League, now in its 83rd year. They have a staffed hotline specifically for resolving Mahjong disputes. Natick resident Amy Siegel compared it to the Butterball hotline. Have you ever called them? Yes. No, (laughs) we've had it. I've often, I've been in a game where like, you know, all three people think they're opinion is right some will agree some will disagree and but we'll call and and get it clarified so yes they're a good like um resource and and a and a referee amy is the co-president of the sisterhood at congregation benai torah in sudbury she helped start a mahjong group at the temple that is now 40 people strong anyone can play mahjong players i spoke to stressed that it isn't just for jewish women men play catholics play still The game does have a special place in the history of Jewish families who kept the game alive when other Americans lost interest. Mahjong sets are now family heirlooms. Here's Amy again. I have a set that my aunt actually gave to me years ago. My mother actually passed away when I was a teenager. My aunt, this is my mother's sister, I think she wanted to give me the set, uh, a connection to my mom and to those memories. For a lot of women, they often might have a set that had belonged to their grandmother or their mother. I mean, often if someone has passed away, an older relative, and especially if you're Jewish, there might be a mahjong set. A lot of people enjoy having that set and knowing kind of you're using the same set and tiles that your mother or grandmother used. So there's a very nice history and connection that that you feel while playing. Mahjong sets sound beautiful. The tiles are ornately carved, colorful. Some of the oldest sets were made from ivory. Framingham resident Marcy Pinedo still uses her mother's set. Well, my mother's set was Bakelite, so they were very yellowed. And for the most part, the paint of the tiles, numbers and tiles and dots and cracks and bams and flowers, whatever, are in really decent shape. Some of them need to be, you know, painted over. But for the most part, they're, they've held up quite well over the years. Marcy learned to play Mahjong using her mother's set when she was 10 years old. The set is now tied to memories of her mom's weekly games in the 1950s. I remember um, when my mom had mahjong at our house. It was very exciting for my sisters and I to set up the tiles, and the women had their routine. They would come, and, of course, they would be smoking. So my younger sister and I would be up in bed, and we would smell the smoke. We'd hear the clatter of the tiles, and then all of a sudden we'd hear a big scream like, Oh, mahjong! And they'd go, they'd chatter, chatter away. They'd break at 10 o'clock and have coffee and cake, and then they would kibitz and 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 do all that kind of thing, and then go back and play another few games before they break at midnight. <laughs> 
Phyllis's mahjong set is from her Aunt Rose, who's now 101 years old. It still has the stamp of the manufacturer. The name is Cardinal Mahjong by Cardinal Industries, Brooklyn, New York. And vintage, beautiful. Mahjong sets are bright and beautiful and cheerful. The colors, the racks, each person has a rack on which to put their tiles and play from. And the racks, like this one, bright green, purple, yellow, and turquoise are the racks. Tiles are beautiful. One side is just a solid green, and the other side has the figure. Newer memories are tied up with these sets, too. Phyllis is part of a foursome of yoga buddies. Like most Mahjong groups, they rotate hosting their regular Tuesday games. The girls decided they're going to uh, do it alphabetically. So Gloria, she's G, so she's first. Then Janie, she has it after Gloria. And then Lorraine has it after Janie. And then me, Phyllis. So I'm last. So we just go round and round like that. One thing I learned about Mahjong is that you have to be careful who you play with. There are casual games, and there are serious games. The vibes are totally different. You have to, like, know your table. I would always try to know who was, like, maybe a more serious player to put them together at a table than other people that might be wanting to be social at another table. However you want to do it, you know, playing fast, playing slow, it, it doesn't matter as long as everyone at the table likes to play that way. We all like to play fast. We do not like a slow game. We could play, you know, typically for maybe three hours, and we could maybe get in maybe 12, 14, 16 games, depending on how soon someone could get Mahjong. After someone has Mahjong, or if it's a wall game, when we mix the tiles, that's when we sort of chat. But we do talk during the, the game, but we like to play a fast game, and uh, you have to really be, you know, be very focused. To me, that's the excitement of it all. It's the kind of game that you can't really chat <laughs> as much as you might like to with your friends, because if you do, you'll forget whose turn it is uh, and what hand you were playing. Honestly, my group would rather chat <laughs> than play, but I would say we could probably get through eight to ten hands in two hours. We do an awful lot of talking. Oh, I mean... Of the four, we're, we're all talkers, and we can get off on discussions, and we can play maybe four hands, four games, while another group that's real serious, they get right down to business, and they might play 16 games in a three-hour period, because we talk and argue, and I find it frustrating, usually. I'd rather just play, 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 because it's so damn much fun. No matter how fast or slow the play, snacks are a major part of any Mahjong meetup. Here's Sudbury resident Judy Bajot. She's been playing with the same group of friends for about 10 years. They're always delicious. It seems like each of us kind of have our set rendition of snacks. We pretty much know what we're going to get at each other's homes. It's usually a mix of fruit, nuts, chocolate. Here's Marcy. We would have iced tea, whatever kind of beverage any one of my friends would like to have, like some of them like the flavored seltzer waters, I would have that. Snacks could vary from popcorn to trail mix and candy. There were a few times when we'd start maybe at 12 o'clock and I would make some 
tuna roll-up sandwiches, that kind of thing, and we'd have that first. I mean, it really depends on who the hostess is. Um, of course, it's me. It's all about the junk, you know, all the good stuff. Phyllis's friends are big fans of her husband's zucchini bread, so for her, that was a staple. Phyllis stopped having friends over in March. Oh, golly, it hit, and I bet I remember really well. It hit, but didn't seem like it was going to be that big. Some people weren't even all that panicky or, you know, they were kind of in disbelief. And that was just the very beginnings of our knowing. But I actually said, oh, Tuesday, Gloria, it's Gloria's turn, the first person to start our new round. I said to myself, I think we can probably play Mahjong. I mean, just four of us ladies, you know, in in her condo, um, play Mahjong. It sounds like we could do this over the next several days. We were saying, so I think it's okay. What do you think? The other girl said, please, yes, please don't cancel it. I'm looking so forward to Tuesday. Don't cancel it. And then one of the women said, you know, um, I'm such a high risk having had chemo in the past. I, you know, my husband, my you know, daughter said, I mustn't do it. So we all said, yeah, you're right. And then everybody buckles, of course, and we never did play again. Here's where realmahjong.com comes in. Nine bam. Call. When the coronavirus hit, everything moved online. Work, AA meetings, therapy, school. Mahjong was no exception. So when the pandemic hit, it was really hard because the temple was closed and it, our temple still needs to be closed. And so I knew that, you know, we could not meet in person. And I knew of other people who played Mahjong online. I personally had never done that. But I decided to check it out and kind of started learning the website and, and figuring it out. And I realized this could be a, a good way for us to keep playing. And so I emailed like everyone on my list who would typically play. And I said, I would love to keep the games going and we could play remotely and, you know, let me know what, what you think. Everyone wrote back saying, yes, we would love also to keep it going. Cause I think for all of us, even at the beginning of the pandemic, we're already missing the social contact, missing being with each other, and knowing we didn't know how long it would go on for, we all decided to to give it a try. Amy said it took a good month to get everyone comfortable with playing online. Now, for a lot of people, using technology can feel very intimidating. I definitely spent a lot of time the first few weeks in March and April just trying to just help people one-on-one -on, -one on using the website if they needed it. So, like, I would call someone on the phone and then be on the website with them. Some people needed help just how to log on, how to create an account and then how to do the website and I think for other people who deal a lot with technology they found it pretty easy to use. Amy sees a lot of upsides to online play. Most importantly it allows people to keep playing mahjong together to stay connected through this tradition that generations have shared. You know, I think like everything in the pandemic, you may have to make a little bit more of an effort to keep that connection. But I think I think we're we're still able to do it. There are other benefits. 
online, friends and relatives from out of state can play with each other. People can play solo games. In quarantine, exercising the mind has taken on new meaning. The other thing that a lot of women have said to me is they're enjoying just playing Mahjong even by themselves because Mahjong, it's, I think it's like, you know, reading a book or, you know, sewing or being an artist. You're focusing in the moment on something. And I think for a lot of women, it can be almost a form of like meditation. You might be able to clear your mind of everything that's going on. And there could be a lot that feels very stressful right now. Others are skeptical. Oh, how could it be so great on, online? How can you do it? I can't imagine playing on a computer. I can't imagine it being much like the real way. Um, it does help if you are either Zooming or on FaceTime and playing. It does give that sense of being in the same room. You can talk about things, um, but there is nothing like the physical being together of a game in someone's living room. There's no question about that. Judy and her friends tried playing online this spring. When we first realized we weren't going to be able to play together every week, we all joined the realmahjong.com. And for a few weeks, we tried to play together online, which wasn't horrible, but we weren't talking to each other. Then we tried playing online and having a conference call at the same time. But again, that was difficult. So we kind of gave up the whole thing, and every once in a while we just get together and go for a walk, or everybody brings their own dinner to somebody's house, and we just sit outside, socially distanced, and that's, and that's what we've been doing. It's, it's sad. We miss, we miss the way it was. Like Judy's group, Mahjong friends have found other ways to stay in touch during the pandemic. They group text, they email, Phyllis and her foursome have a Zoom call every Friday at 2 o'clock. Nothing to do with Mahjong at all. We can just do our talking. The other highlight is a get-togethers. Get 2 o'clock, we are yakking away, cutting each other off like we do in the regular games and rolling our eyes at people who cut us off, just like in the regular games. Um, and but it's something nice to look forward to. And it seems like Friday's always here because... That's how time seems to me right now. Still, Zoom calls are not Mahjong meetups. Some friends have started talking about when it might be safe to play a game the old way in someone's living room. One negative Nelly said, maybe never. I said, stop it. I said, I think maybe we could do this because they're saying like under a certain number of people uh, with masks on, it's okay. Like, you know, three ladies arriving at a lady's home, taking all the precautions, you know, with your hands and stuff, the washing, it could be a good thing to be able to go do rather than going to a restaurant or patio. Maybe it would be uh, fine to start doing. And so, and I really, I got a no, 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 no from everybody. They're too afraid to. Because you're inside. Somebody said, not my house. We've actually talked with uh, with each other about when can we start doing it? Would it be safe to play with masks and gloves and hand sanitizer? But, you know, some of us are comfortable with that and some of us aren't. So until we're all comfortable, 
I guess we just won't. We have talked about it. One of the um, women that we play with has MS, and she's, you know, obviously very compromised. So she is not in any way ready to play physically again. Would I love to do that? A hundred percent. Would I be nervous about it? Yes, I would. Um, I don't see it happening for us for a long time, and I just I'm thankful that at least we can play online and uh, and be together to that degree. I've heard a lot of women getting together, playing with masks and and doing all that. I'm just not um, ready to do that, and I, I don't think any any one of the four of us are at this point. We're just hoping that sometime next year we'll be able to get back to it. We're hoping there will be a miracle. <laughs> People are just kind of letting it go now till further notice. Till the vaccine. The others have said vaccine. When there's a vaccine that can be safely used, then we'll play. Amy's Mahjong crew has a saying, may the jokers be with you. In Mahjong, jokers are wild cards. You can add them to pretty much any hand. With a few jokers in front of you, you're usually on your way to Mahjong. So, to borrow a phrase, may the jokers be with you. Thanks for listening to The Daily News. If you have questions or feedback about this story, I'd love to hear from you. My email is jhinkle at wickedlocal.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Jenny underscore Hinkle.